When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm aloof, introverted, and unsociable today, and I just want to push you away. <laughs> you know, when I was watching the episode, I was like, this is going to be what Sarah says. Really? <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Because I was like, when he says that, I mean, it's not super relatable to me in general, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to Jack in that moment. (laughs) I guess. I don't know why you would want to be a Jack in that moment. He's like really in a mood today. Yeah, he's in he is in quite the mood this episode. Yeah. Um, Very excited to cover it all. How has your week been? It's a Thursday for us now. It's a shortened week. I mean, we mm-hmm. had Memorial Day on Monday, which I did not um, celebrate or I mean, honestly, I've, you know, you don't really celebrate Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. you got to respect, you know, the people that risk their lives. But in the tradition of America, people do typically do barbecues. Right. Um, did not do a barbecue. Typically, Memorial Day is like when people open up their pools. But we had some nasty weather. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, um, I also am like going for a little rendezvous this weekend. So I'm off on Friday. So we got like a three day work week. Of course, it was the busiest freaking three days. Like mm-hmm. not for nothing. I mean, did you hear from me like barely at all this week? Yeah, I think today you told me that you were, gosh, I don't remember what you said, but you missed a swap. Oh, instead of, instead of, yeah, instead of swamped, you were swapped. And I was like, you're too freaking busy to even use the end. So that's how I know you're having a busy day is when I don't hear from you at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really feeling the like, the four day work week this week. Like, 
I woke up this morning and I was in a pretty good mood. I was like, it's Thursday. We could power through. We can make it through to the weekend. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's been a fine week for me. Um, I was really looking forward to talking about this episode, to be honest. Like, I woke up today and I was like, it's Dawson's Creek Day. Because this episode was so, 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 so much fun. Um, are you watching, before we get into everything, are you watching anything new? I know you said you were reading a book. Do you want to plug a book instead of talking about a show this week? Uh, yeah. Um, I am reading... Firefly Lane, which is a um, it was a Netflix show like I originally saw it on Netflix. It's with Sarah Chalk and Katherine Heigl. And I really, really liked the show. I talked about it at one point. It was one of my um, shows to watch in my list mm-hmm. that I have ongoing. Um, so I really like the book. It's, you know, following the show um, pretty much like loyally. Um, it has a sequel. So I actually I picked up the sequel as well. Oh, nice. So um, I'm looking forward. And then I did start this week. Uh, Ginny and Georgia and I have no fucking clue what's going on in that show to oh you told you. me about that show yeah and I was like I don't really understand the concept but it sounds good yeah I mean so at you know first glance it's just about like a single mom uh, of two kids a, a teenager and like a you know like an eight-year-old and mm-hmm. they're like they move from place to place and the Mom is uh, mysterious. She is up to something. So that is the the general concept. And, but I have no clue what's happening in that show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I was watching my crazy ex-girlfriend. I still am. I'm in season. Gosh, I think I'm in season two right now. Um, it's a good show. If you like like musicals and stuff, you'd probably like that show because they do a lot of like musical numbers in it. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, but lately all I've been doing is watching Critical Role. Um, we've talked about Dungeons and Dragons a bit. It's basically if you love Dungeons and Dragons, you know about Critical Role. It's a it's like a stream. They have it on Twitch and then they later put out their episodes on YouTube. They're wrapping up their second campaign, which was like 141 episodes, maybe. And I'm currently on like episode 59. Um, but that's all I've been watching lately. It's it's so good. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons, obviously check it out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Um, shall we get into season two, episode nine, the election? Let's go. You know, anytime there's an election, there's bound to be drama, especially yes. when it's in the creek. Yes. Um, so let me name off the the pairs that we have and we can figure out where we want to start. Uh, so we have Dawson and Jen, Joey and Andy, Andy and Pacey, Dawson and family is what I called it, uh, Joey and Jack, uh, Abby and Chris. Uh, I put the debate kind of as its own thing. Um, and then we have Andy and Jack. Dawson and fam like normal. Yeah, let's let's push them on over out of the way. Hallelujah. Thank Jesus. Divorce papers are in the works, people. (gasps) I mean, but really, I really I mean, honestly, this is not something to celebrate. It's just something to, you know, get back into complaining about so um (laughs) but like we have like a little bit of like a spice fest so we have mitch over um you know the family's house and fixing the dishwasher 
it like explodes on them and they get all wet and they laugh and Mitch it's takes off steamy. It's steamy. <laughs> Mitch has to take off his shirt because he worked out. So, you know, gotta get that um that ab shot somehow. To be honest, I'm surprised that he wasn't all he already didn't have his shirt off in the process of like fixing it. Yeah. But how appropriate was it that he was wearing like a white t-shirt? Because oh, yeah. it's like, oh bitch, it is time for like the wet t-shirt competition, Mitch. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, Mitch really, really, really has this on his contract that he mm-hmm. has to get naked like every well, few episodes. Well, because season one, it's like Obviously, he has a very nice body and it'd be very creepy if we were like into the kids on the show. So we need the eye candy. And it was like season one, we didn't get any. And now it's like arms day, legs day, chest day. Like every day is Mitch day. (laughs) Every day is I don't want to I don't want to be in that day if every day is Mitch day. I would like please eject me from that situation. It's too much. But it was very funny. I did. If we're going to get a Mitch and Gale scene, this this is perfectly fine by me. We got the steamy, steamy, like put her up on the counter, then throw her down on the kitchen mm-hmm. table. The only thing that I so uh, admittedly, you watched this episode last like Friday, right? So we record on Thursdays. You watched this episode on Friday night. You messaged me and you were like freaking out about <laughs> it, like completely freaking out. And so of yeah. course I'm sitting here like I need to watch this episode right freaking now. Mm-hmm. So I turn it on and I I want to say that I messaged you during this portion of the episode. You did because Dawson. Man, he lingered. He lingered oh, yeah. to watch his parents. Like, oh, yeah. What is it called? Um, not not pregame. What am I thinking? Like before you have sex. Like what is it called right before? Foreplay sex. Foreplay. Obviously, you. you've never. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the word. I feel very but- <laughs> bad for you. You really right go right into sex. No foreplay for you. The word. But that's the thing. He's like watching that. Like, tell me you didn't notice the linger. It no, was like I, two saw seconds the linger. Too long. I saw the linger. I saw the linger. You go, oh my, Zaddy Leary. Oh my, my, my. And then <laughs> that's what, that's that's what you did. said. <laughs> if I have to watch mail, um, mail, I did it again. Gail and Mitch, this isn't a bad way to do it. Oh, I did say that. Okay, good. Yeah. And then you said, oh, no, Dawson lingered, lingered. Um, Yeah, you that's what you were. And I was like, uh, um, yeah. So, oh, God, he definitely did linger. Um, What are your thoughts about couples hooking up? Um, No, ex couples hooking up after a breakup. I don't really think it's ever a good idea, to be honest. I think it completely blurs the lines. And I think that the worst thing that could have happened kind of did happen. Dawson sees them. He thinks they're getting back together or at least moving towards a reconciliation. And that's not at all what's happening. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like with sex, there's always going to be feelings. At least Mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be like if it's a one night stand, there's not to be feelings. But if you were in a relationship with somebody and then you have sex with them Mm -hmm. outside of that relationship, to to me, the feelings are going to like there's going to be feelings there. You're you're correct about that. However, it's the hottest sex that you can possibly have because you're already familiar with them. So you don't have to like stumble over like, do you like this? Do you like that? Yeah. And it kind of feels it. So it's familiar, but it feels like, you know, like um, forbidden or forbidden because you're not supposed to be together. So it's like 
honestly the best of both worlds. I think post breakup sex with your ex is like top tier sex. It's better than makeup sex? Yeah, no, it's definitely okay. better than makeup sex. I'd like the listeners to weigh in on this. Because like with makeup sex, then you're like, oh, I expect this to go well. Like I'm thinking like when you get back together. Have you, I mean, have you? I have not had, no. I have not never had, had like breakup sex, I guess is what you would call post it. Post breakup sex. No. Top tier, 10 out of 10. No, 11 I out just, of 10. I just cut the ties. No, <laughs> you gotta Cut make the ties, you, you gotta make it bitch. linger. You I have, keep my face yeah. forward. No, I just no. keep my give face it, forward. Give it a go. Forward. Maybe just break up with Will for a day, <laughs> and then have sex with him. He listens to these podcasts. I can't wait until he hears. Uh, that. Well, I'm just saying, get divorced I, for a day, just for a day. for a day. I feel like this, and is there's like, like oh, um, hold on, one more second, one more second, <laughs> and it's like a little bit aggressive because you're still kind of pissed at them. Ah. <laughs> uh, Man, if I can go back to post-breakup sex. Oh, my God. See, this reminds me of, like, in Parks and Rec where you have um, Andy and April, and April's like, I'm going to divorce you just so I can marry you again. <laughs> it feels like. Um, but, yes, so, obviously, Dawson lingers like a creep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he, he later goes to, like, see Mitch, and he's just like, oh, what's new? And then he uses, again, so creepy. He's so <laughs> creepy, Sarah. I, I didn't see the main attraction, just the previews. Yeah. Dude, you're talking about your parents, you sicko. You I know. Sick fuck. What is I know. Wrong and then, with you? but like Mitch is like, I don't think I want to talk about this. But it's like Mitch, like, weren't you the one that totally like was a creepo depot in the first season about your like talking about your sex life, and yes. all of a sudden that you don't want to talk about it? It's like you're the one that opened up this door to he like the uncomfortable conversations with your son about exactly. Sex. So yeah, no, only it's totally only, only Mitch can talk about you know. Um, uh, pr- like pre-adults, like underage yeah. sex. That's what Mitch wants to talk about. Not yeah, such a creep. Not his. Okay, but whatever. So he's like, it was a slip, a sex slip. It was a mis- mistake. And then like this is what gets like Dawson a little agitated because he's like confused and upset. And he's like, what do you mean? And then Mitch is like, well, if we fell back into what's comfortable and easy. Um, and like Dawson's like, well, didn't this like fix your problems? And he's like, no, this like made our problems worse. You know, I keep like going back to the bucket and expecting to get different results. Like nothing's changed. So this is like very yeah. confusing to Dawson. Like, yes, Dawson the world doesn't understand. It's so confusing to little Dawson. He <laughs> does Dawson. not get it. His little he head struggled with this entire. He, he struggled this entire understand. episode. It's just yeah. too complicated. It's, I'm a teenager. I'm a teenager. It's I like conclude this. that your conclusion sucks. <laughs> it's too 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 hard. <laughs> so then later yes. on, Dawson comes home to Gail, who's aggressively cleaning. She's upset. Because not for nothing, but, like, when I get, like, on the more, like, anxious side or upset side, my first inclination is just, just like, touch things up. Like, like mm. organize things. And I feel like this is her taking out that, like, anxious, upset energy on her window panes. Yes. So she, like, baked brownies. She baked a cake. Like, she's been yeah. baking. She's been cleaning. Dawson finds the divorce papers. Apparently, Gail got served that morning. So logistically, hmm, was it like the day after they had sex? I think it was the day after. I think it was the day. Here's the thing, too. It's a little dirty. Also, I feel like if we focus in on the words she uses, you can tell it's not um, mutual. Because she says the words, 
your father had me served this morning. Mm -hmm. She didn't say, oh, your father and I agreed to a divorce or your father and I discussed it and we're going to divorce. Like, she doesn't say it like that. The way she says it puts all the blame on Mitch, in my opinion. That is the being served is the weirdest thing in the galaxy. Like one yeah. day you're just minding your own business, baking your cake. Somebody knocks on the door and is like, are you Gail Leary? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, here's some divorce papers. Yeah. It's like so crazy. This is why you don't answer your door, people. Don't never, answer strangers. No. Never answer the door. You could be getting served. You could be getting served. <laughs> Just don't. These are, these are life lessons with Jess and Sarah. Don't answer your fucking door. You could be getting served. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ever, ever. This is why people in the 70s died all the time because they opened their doors all the time to strangers at night. Yeah. We should really start an advice podcast. We've talked about it before and it's still a bad idea. It's still 100% a bad idea, but it's amazing. <laughs> so she says she's going to be all right. She's moving on. Um, We'll see about that. I don't necessarily believe her right now. I feel like she's still in. She's not in the like ice cream, eating ice cream alone, listening to sad music phase. Mm-hmm. She's now in the anxious cleaning phase. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. hasn't quite moved on to like acceptance. Is the yet. is the move to go back to Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like you were saying about the the breakup makeup sex situation, yeah. the reason the sex with Bob was so good was because it was forbidden. Mm. So now that it's acceptable to be with him, it's going to be trash. It's not going to be good. Right. All right. Fine. I feel Fair like this enough. theory holds up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So that's it for the Leary family. I hope you have a great divorce, Mitch and Gail. Please stop focusing on them. Yeah, I mean, we'll see more part, of it. It was a small part this episode. I honestly didn't mind it because I really loved Dawson being such a creep. <laughs> knock, knock. Mm-hmm. What a creepo. Um, <sighs> should we stick with Dawson and move to Dawson and Jen? Because they yeah. had a fairly significant situation happening. Did you predict this? Did you predict we were going to have the Jen and Dawson friendship this season? Like after all they've been through? Uh, No, but I think it's kind of good for both of them ultimately yeah. like Jen's not hanging out with Abby and not hanging out in this episode with Chris and like creepy Todd so yeah it was like gross Chris and creepy Todd or something like that something like that um so like at least you know she's off there um hanging yeah. out with Dawson Dawson needs a friend of the world despite like Pacey's very focused on Andy like when Pacey's one of those people when you're in a relationship you never see them we all have that friend but Dawson is also that friend that's that's true he forgot Pacey's birthday (laughs) that's true they're both up I mean it's very it's very easy to do but Pacey's definitely like 100% focused on Andy yep fair enough so um Jen is over for movie night because we always start off in Dawson's room. It's always mm-hmm. movie night over at Dawson's smelly, crusty room. And he she is reading Dawson's romance script that he was talking about in the last episode. Um, waiting by anxiously, wants to know what Jen thinks um, and asks her. So, uh, yeah. And she says, do you want the truth? The truth, truth, or do you want the truth uh, that you want to hear? Yeah, it's not great. She thinks that it's, quote unquote, fluff and that it comes from a naive point of view. Um, And I, you know what? 
I love Jen in this moment. I think it's easier to lie and say, oh, it's great and give him no notes. I think it's much harder to take the path she takes and be honest with how she feels. She doesn't lack oomph, anger, and edge. Uh, Dawson says, and I quote, he is raw and dark. <laughs> Literally couldn't be further from the truth. Dawson, seriously? Seriously, though? Like, come on now. Like, basically, she, funny. Has, she, she accuses him of, like, how are you going to write about teenagers if you never experienced being a teenager? Because he lives in this world where, like, he has the, a, the mental – it's weird. He has, like – the mental viewpoints of an adult, but the emotions of like a teenager. Well, that's like kind of what he was struggling with in this episode. He says right. that, you know, he has like the intellect of an adult. He, right. you know, speaks in the in soliloquies. However, he is emotionally stunted because right. ultimately he's a teenager. So like teenager. So like you know that but that's his problem like you know his brain is like you know you gotta act like adults you have to be composed but his heart is like I'm 15 and I don't have my life figured out and I don't understand the world and I don't I don't get what's happening from my day-to-day life everybody's really confusing right so we have this entire episode is Jen teaching Dawson how to be a teenager (laughs) let's go through some of her teenage lessons here she starts off with wanting him to cut class Mm-hmm. Um, he says he can't. He has a quiz in history. I love that she just like he's like, okay, great, and she's like, okay, great. She leaves and he goes back in the class. I know that was that fake out was really really good. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta be impulsive, Dawson. You gotta be impulsive. Um, it's like how is cutting class a part of being a teenager? I'm sorry. I feel like I had a fine teenage life experience. I never cut class. I never cut class except for senior cut day. But everybody I mean, it's like a rite of passage. So that's fine. So, um, so yes. So we go back to the Urban Decay Boutique. (laughs) I don't understand why they even let teenagers in this place. Like if I really shouldn't. Yeah. If I was the shop owner, um, if I was the shop owner, I would be like, no, you know, anybody under the age of 21, not allowed in here. Nope, the thing nope, is, nope. is they wouldn't be able to sell any of their products, probably, in that case. <sighs> but realistically, I feel like this boutique is so small. And if you try to, I mean, we straight up saw Abby just picking things up willy-nilly, like arms flying in the air, shoplifting. Right. And no one saw her. I'm like, they must purposely not be looking because the shop is so tiny. How would you not see And they were shoplift? speaking so loudly. Like, how would mm-hmm. you not hear? So Jen wants to be be Dawson's regression sponsor I have I've never heard of such a thing she made it up that's why um I don't know if I I think I need the opposite of a regression sponsor a maturity sponsor I need a maturity well I need a financial advisor that's what I need you can you can find people that, can <laughs> that, that, that actually you. exists that exists yes and my favorite so I have my sassy saying um, my favorite like moment for Jen and Dawson this episode is her talking about his quote unquote symbolic candy bar. And my favorite is when Dawson says, why is my symbolic candy bar crimson passion lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, you know, I have to get something out of this deal, too. Mm-hmm. I smart on her. Yeah, I <laughs> enjoyed the moment. Where he actually said, but I'm a teenager, okay? Mm-hmm. But I am a teenager, okay? Um, so if anybody like doesn't even know what we're talking about in the first uh, episode, we were very tickled when mm-hmm. um, Dawson exclaimed, I'm a teenager. 
nature. It's um, so funny. It's a classic. It will always be around for us yeah. now. Just so, like the, I conclude that your conclusion sucks. Yeah. So if anybody didn't hear our first episode, that's why we're like, so like, we think it's so funny because it, it's it ridiculous. is. ridiculous. Um, so yeah. So she's like, you gotta steal this lipstick if you want to be dark and edgy. Um, so he's like, at first he says no, but then he's like, fine. And then once again, huge fake out. Um, Ashton Kutcher in the making. You got, <laughs> you got punked. <laughs> you got punked. I did not steal the lipstick. But mm-hmm. she gets like very mad and disappointed that he didn't steal the lipstick. This is ridiculous. The only things that she's picking. Let me tell you. There are a million ways people act like teenagers, right? Like there's a million things you could do. There's always like a teenage hangout place to go to, right? Like there's always things you could do. Skinny dipping, I think, was a good one. That makes sense to me. As a teenage thing to do without it like really crossing the line into like breaking the law. I don't know why she gets so pissed off at him. She's just like, it's important that you experience the rush. You're going to wake up one morning and realize you're not growing because you never allowed for the process. Yeah. It's like, okay, Jen. She might as well have added on, I'm from New York. On like the end of every sentence she says. I'm New York and I'm edgy. (laughs) She just really wants the lipstick. Mm -hmm. I just think this whole thing of like, Dawson's like an alien from Mars and she's like let me teach you how to be a human teenager (laughs) and this is what we're going to do it's like ridiculous Mm -hmm. so then um after he finds out that his parents are getting divorced he goes back to Jen and he's like you know I you were right like my I have like you know a perception disorder I am emotionally much younger than I am. And, you know, it's always in conflict with my self-aware brain. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I just want to, like, grow up so that my feelings can catch up to myself. But, like, I need to take action because his dad was telling him about, you know, taking different actions. So he was inspired. Right. And here's the thing. This entire scene. So this is the scene where they're in Jen's bedroom and, like, Dawson is, like, ranting and raving to her, right? I don't know. Jen was very touchy-feely with him. Like, she was, like, rubbing his shoulders, like, combing her fingers through his hair. Yep. Like, not for nothing. I don't do that with just friends. Like, it was a bit strange, I think. Um, So it was even more surprising later when, like, she kind of rejects him. Because it – I don't know when we ended up in this territory. For, like, the beginning couple of episodes, it was Jen's only focus was getting back together with Dawson, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And then when did that change? Uh, when he rejected her and she felt really embarrassed. And, mm-hmm. but then like, so, and then she got distracted by Chris. Right. And now. And creepy Todd. She, creepy Todd. And now she just wants to be friends with Dawson. But then again, she spent most of the episode like being really confusing. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I am team Dawson. Like Dawson's life is so fucking confusing. No, he he gets mixed signals from like every woman in yes, his life. Everybody you can't really you know. blame him for being confused. No. And like, here's the thing: Jen has every right to not want to be with Dawson and not want to kiss him. Or right, like consent is important. She doesn't have to do any of those things. But I will say. She is definitely sending mixed signals to him. It felt like she was very flirty. She's combing his hair with her fingers. She's rubbing his shoulders. When they they TP the house, which I also thought was a very fun, like, teenagery activity that won't get you into too much trouble. Um, Then she wants him to go skinny dipping. She, like, even puts her bra, like, on his shoulder. 
and jumps in the water naked. She talks, Dawson, is that a tree branch or are you happy to see me? You like, don't you don't talk about somebody's like dick and go skinny dipping if you're not like being saucy, right? So at least somewhat interested it was just and here's the thing she says no she says no and I think she said it in like a pretty respectful way right like I feel like she turned him down in the most respectful way possible Mm -hmm. but I I I do agree completely with you that like it's mixed signal city up in this bitch especially with with Joey and Jen and it's very confusing yeah and the mood was like right like I don't blame Dawson at all for trying to kiss her like there were you know it was nighttime the moon was out they're in the water splashing each other and like he kisses her and she's like that crossed the line Dawson it's like wait what yeah yeah she says and he says oh I thought you wanted this totally fair totally fair because three creek weeks ago she did yeah exactly it it hasn't even been that long and Jen says oh well we're finally friends now I don't want to mess that up all right um whatever here's the thing here's the other thing Mm -hmm. that we should just briefly mention this must be fucking freezing this is supposed to take place in massachusetts mm. it's not fucking summertime right now mm. that is a cold ass fucking body of water yeah it was not a stick it was really just like a thorn yeah oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. that shit shriveled up real tiny because it was fucking cold i guarantee yeah so back to splish splashing um mm-hmm. sure they like bounce back pretty quick good for them right so Later on, after he talks to his mom about the divorce papers, he goes back to Jen's house, tells her about the divorce. He's like, I'm like really struggling over here. He was like, I knew it was over. Like all the signs were there. I was just hoping that they're going to like work it out, essentially. So um, he's debating like, should I be like a self-aware adult and just like, you know, take this for what it is with stride or should I allow myself to like be in the feels? Right. Um, yeah. What should win my head or my heart? And basically Jen is like, what always wins out? Like we all know he's going to be upset. Yeah. And like, to be honest, obviously he has every right to be upset. This is huge news for his life. His parents are getting divorced and he obviously was blindsided because he was under the assumption that they were reconnecting and kind of, you know, going to eventually get back together. Right. Yeah. So we end this, um, this, you know, I think even was it this episode? I think the whole episode. ends. Yeah. So it ends with um, him crying in her arms and he thanks her for being there and she thinks thanks him for letting him letting her in and mm-hmm. uh, letting her be there for him. And I thought this was a nice ending. I thought that was, you know, like a really sweet of them. Um, mm-hmm. I do like this aspect of Jen and Dawson. I just wish that Jen would be a little less confusing towards Dawson yeah. because Dawson is a baby and how are we pot like his little brain just can't compute it's just too confusing yeah. for him it is it's it's like and not for nothing but when he's already going through his parents getting a divorce and he just had the recent breakup with Joey and then he was just kissed by Jen a few creek weeks ago and now all of a sudden she's not interested like his brain must be like running to, and he got yeah. cheated on <laughs> you know what I mean like there's so many things happening that I, I honestly can not believe the 180 that we have done on Dawson since season one. Yeah, the Dawson's Creek PR department was working double time with Mr. <laughs> D- 
Dawson Leary. Like, we gotta make sure that we get people to like him this season. And I do. I'm being tricked. They got me. Yeah. You yeah, know, we'll see how long it lasts. Who knows? We might beat him next right week. Right up. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's he's so, going up in the rankings, though. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's definitely. Um, okay, so... Maybe we should just get like Joey and Andy's little scene out of the way because their major scenes together are like the debate situation. Yes. Um, So basically, Andy had an epiphany that Mm -hmm. Joey should be her running mate for student council elections. Andy wants to be president. She wants Joey to co run with her as her vice president. Um, and this is where, and it's it's awful when you think about it now that Andy is like, oh, your family history is ancient history. It's like, it's such old news. You know how, and she's, she is exactly saying what we have said. That like, it's like, just wait until the next piece of drama hits the streets, the creek streets, and it won't matter anymore um, that, you know, your dad's in jail and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, Joey disagrees, but eventually does sign on. And I, I'm happy that we at least had one scene with Joey and Andy, just them two alone, because I want to see more of their dynamic. Yeah. So far, my what I've been taking is that, like, you know, Joey is so like she's like like monotone, I guess. Like she's very like not like even keeled, even keeled, and like mm-hmm. Andy's just like buzzing around her it's like you know Andy's a sorority girl and like Joey is like in a punk rock band you know like they're like <laughs> two different vibes can I tell you what I was thinking when you said the sorority girl punk rock I'm thinking Joey's a sloth and Andy's a hummingbird <laughs> that just shows where sure. our minds go <laughs> sure sloth and hummingbird but it's like you know what I mean like she's just like bop, 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 bop. and like Joey's like okay like like you know, if I was with somebody that was like bup, 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 like that, I'd be like, OK, it's a lot to take in. Like, I think like maybe she finds Andy like humorous. Like I I love um like people that are like crazy and like manic and like like, you know, I, I like being around that energy sometimes because I'm just like fascinated that they're like. So all over the place and like blah, blah, blah. It's like a show, you know, and I think that Mm -hmm. like if anything, Joey might be able to be like amused by like Andy's crazy energy. I think it's also just very early for Joey to be handling this. (laughs) It's like 9 a.m. and that's a bit early for a pivot. Well, she's been up since five, you know, handling baby Alex, going to the ice house and cleaning up the tables. Exactly. So Joey's kind of like, listen, my life is fucking rough enough without you coming in here with you like all around my head at like 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, But I do think that they would make an interesting like friend uh, pairing because I think they're such opposites. I think that Andy's not going to let Joey not be her friend. You know what I mean? Andy Andy is very persistent. Yeah, she's like, you are my friend if you know it or not. Like, it's happening. Like, I'm not going to leave you alone, especially since she's interested in Jack. Yeah. Like yep, now exactly. there's like an extra layer. But yeah, um, good for Joey being in the top 3% of the class. Absolutely. Yeah. We knew she was really smart. We knew she had her sights set on somewhere other than the creek. Um, so yeah, yeah, it only makes sense that she would approach Joey with this pitch. Um, okay. So next, let's talk about Andy and Pacey. Um, I love how Andy just gets anybody to do whatever she wants. At oh, all times. yeah. 
She's a boss bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is um, basically like Chris and Abby are going to be, you know, they're running for president, vice president, Chris being the president, Abby being the vice president. Um, and they're passing out flyers. And of course, they're being like snarky AF. And yeah. Andy's like, you know what? Like, we don't have to you know, take this crap from them. Like, I think that I want to run. And, you know, Pacey's a little like, why? Why do you want to do that? And, like, it's all part of Andy's master plan. Like, it looks great on college applications. And Pacey can be her campaign manager. And um, that is how they'll spend time together. Because Pacey's very concerned about not being able to spend time with Andy. This is a big distraction for little Andy. Yes, 100%. Um, And I I love this. I love her her getting him to sign on immediately. Like, she doesn't even give him an option. I just think that's, like, the best. She's just like, oh, and you're going to be my campaign manager. And he's like... Okay, like, I guess if I get to spend time with you, then that's what I'm going to do. And I love how, like, he gets, like, super into it, too, you know? That was my favorite. I think Pacey in this episode, like, this is this is prime Pacey stuff right here. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, because first, let's bounce to Joey and Jack, because we need to get Joey on board. Right. uh, Because she's like still saying a big no at this time. Right. And so we have Jack and Joey. They're playing with these like creamers, like stacking them in a competition. I always do that at the diner. I always Um, do that. Yeah. I feel like it totally makes sense to do something like this, especially when you're bored and there's like no one in your restaurant. Yeah. Um, So it's very obvious that Jack is avoiding talking about his family. Like Joey keeps asking questions and he repeatedly changes the subject every single time. Um, And this is where we get the line that you said at the the beginning of the episode. She's like, whenever it gets deep, you get weird and vague. And he says, because I'm aloof, unsociable and introverted, (laughs) which I mean, so attractive. That's the, here's the thing, though. That's a very good excuse because it could be that. We know it's not. I mean, it could be both of those things, I guess. But we know the reason that he's avoiding talking about things is because of his mom. Do you want to hear something so funny? Mm-hmm. Um, Joey is aloof, introverted, and unsociable. Yeah. And she's three, so secretive. Yeah. Like, no, she also keeps her cards very close to the vest. So it's like anything that, like, she's getting annoyed with Jack about she is that well that's the other thing too right Jack is like very much like oh you're the girl next door you should run and Joey's like I'm not the type to get into school activities um Jack I remember when your sister had to drag you to a school dance Mm -hmm. who are you to tell Joey that she should be into school politics yeah they have a a lot in common um actually do so Abby and Chris come in and Ugh. Abby is already rude to like Joey and she like demands the menu and she says they chose that place because they have to strategize in private and she knows that you can always count on the ice house um, to be deserted. Yes. And this is when they get into this whole argument um, because 
Abby overhears uh, Joey talking about the election and all of that. And she just says some really nasty things. Like she's like, oh, you're a born loser. You throw the trash out, not voted in. Um, And if I could have nominated a sassy saying as a physical activity, it would have been Joey dumping that that pitcher of water over Abby. A classic thing. A classic. It's actually, I feel like a little bit different because I feel like normally you get the glass of water chucked in someone's face. Mm -hmm. You don't often get the pitcher dumped over the head. That was the pitcher great. is a, like six glasses of water. It That's was a so lot much of water. water. That bitch was drenched. Yeah, who was more soaked? Um, Abby when she got the pitcher dumped on her. Mitch when the um, dishwasher exploded on him. Or Dawson when he went skinny dipping. Everybody was wet in this Everybody episode. Everybody was wet this episode. Yeah. <laughs> what a I mean. Theme. Jen said that she was naked and wet. So how about that? Everybody's wet this episode. Um, And this is when Joey signs on. She is now fully in on the campaign. Yep. Um, And I I absolutely love this is when we we get Andy and PC again. And uh, Andy's like, okay, you need to hang these posters up. (laughs) PC has been reading a Clinton book, which again, like I feel like it's, it's enough that he is willing to help. And that the yeah. fact that he's going like the extra mile to actually read and strategize and help Andy and like take it seriously, I feel like is just like a really, really nice mm-hmm. change of pace from how we've seen him act in the past. Right. Yeah. And this is uh, Clinton was still president at this time. So. Yep. Yep. Um, and they're like they're flirting. Pacey says her sincerity is sexy. And she says they're that. They're so cute. Yeah, she says something like, oh, I find you sexy in your sincerity. I don't know what the hell she says, but it was cute. Um, and this is when, right, so this is when Joey comes in. And did you see what Joey was looking at? Because she's saying like, oh, they're running a dirty campaign. Did yeah, she have, like, smear a campaign. I think it was a poster. I think that they, it was, I didn't see what the poster said. I did read a different poster, but it didn't say anything against, um, against joey or andy it said like um you know vote for chris and abby the one option the only option there were like posters all over the school in this episode yeah but i didn't i didn't see it either but apparently they said something nasty about joey which surprises nobody joey knew this was gonna happen right which is the main reason why she didn't want to do it she didn't want to be that much in the public eye especially with her past um with her dad and her family so Right. She didn't want it to get brought up. She wanted to be like low profiles. So she's like pretty upset about this. Um, But Andy's like, you know, like it doesn't matter what they say. It's just words Um, because she's like, I don't want to fight. Like, I don't want to play dirty. I don't want to fight back, even though Joey wants to like do for herself and like Pacey ran the book. He's like, oh, yeah, I know like all about like mudslinging shit. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to play. <laughs> we're going to play mm-hmm. clean. Um, So they she said Andy says winning is their best revenge. Yeah, and I feel like Andy, here's the thing. I feel like Andy needs to trust Pacey and Joey on this front because she truly doesn't know what, not saying they should run a smear campaign. I'm saying that, like, I don't think Andy was ready for what was going to happen because she doesn't know how volatile Abby is. Oh, I mean, if you're, I mean, I if, I would not run up, run against Abby. That's Mm-mm. for sure. 
Especially not if you're someone like Andy who has a past she's trying to hide. And I'm not saying run and hide from Abby. I'm just saying like this did a ton of harm to Andy mentally. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, so we get... So we're we're now at the debate um and we have like a montage of them going back and forth. We have Abby. Here's the thing. They should have shut this shit down. Like the minute that Abby says little Miss Perky and the convict's daughter, get take that Where, mic away from her. What that that freaking teacher is useless. Absolutely uh-huh. useless. So Abby and Chris's platform are like we're one of you, you know, like Right. You know, you, you know, we who do you want running your class? You know, just one of the one of the one of your one of the guys, you know, right. Chris is like, I've partied with every one of you, blah, blah, blah. Kenny. We've met Kenny before. Everyone's really mean to Kenny. But um, yes, Kenny, Kenny's platform. I don't even know. He's like he's very pro Walkman in study hall. <laughs> That's his main That's his platform. platform. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's good. But I think that like the vibe that we at least get is that he's not popular because yeah. that was what everybody was saying is like, oh, Abby and Chris are guaranteed to win because Ken, is it Kyle or is it Kenny? Kenny. Okay. But Kenny is not popular. A nerd. So he's, he's a nerd. He's not going to win. He does, I believe, come back. Like his face looks very familiar. We've at least seen him around before. He was in the episode um, where they had that oh, project. Abby. Yes. They yes. had that so project we, um, with the, the model family. And Abby was so mean to him. Yes. So yeah. we'll see him again, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah. So, like, nobody is stepping in, though. And Abby just says, oh, my God, some brutal things. She says, Andy's mom is one shock treatment away from a permanent residence in the loony bin. Like, how is she still allowed up on stage at that point? I don't – I really – I honestly don't know. So, yeah, like, she – Reveal and then like Joey is like let's like for one stick to the issues. Andy's personal life has no bearing on her ability to handle the job as sophomore class president. Right, and then Abby goes whatever. We have hard evidence that Andy's mother was responsible for the death of Andy's older brother in a car crash less than a year ago. So the fact of the matter is that Mommy McPhee is a whacked out nut, and we all know that mental illness is hereditary. So you do the math. 
Um, I hated this. What the fuck? Yeah, I freaked out. I honestly, I honestly did. I was beside myself. I'm pretty Um, sure you tweeted like, "We cancel Abby here. This is not a pro Abby podcast." Yeah, 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 yeah. So as you guys know, I've been very like pro Abby because I typically find her hilarious and I do like a sassy character because. Well, she I just mean, creates drama and chaos, and it's fun yeah. to watch. But this is not yeah. chaos. So I said, as of 9.58 p.m. on May 28th, <laughs> 2001, we revoke our stance on being a pro-Abby Morgan podcast. <laughs> so I'm done, guys. I'm done. This has this has crossed the line as a la Jen. Um, I yeah. don't like it. This was so hurtful. And I... I guess I should have expected this because it's yeah. Abby and she's ruthless and she's chaotic. And we've seen her be this way with Jen before we've and she her. likes Jen. So mm-hmm. good God, what is she going to do to the people she doesn't like? Right? But how did they find out this information? I mean, it's Dawson's Creek. It's a small town. I don't know. <sighs> but She how? must have her sources. She has her sources. She probably hired a <laughs> private detective with her monthly allowance. Yeah. So now yeah. the teacher interrupts. Like, where have you been, dude? Sleeping? Like, God what the fuck? Time. And this is the worst thing, right? Is that during this, it's silent. And we oh, just yeah. have to watch Andy stand there. And there's like a single tear that comes down her face. I wish somebody had said literally anything. Like, um, it's not on Joey. But I almost no. wish Joey was like, okay. I mean, shut the fuck up. You know what no, I mean? No, honestly, I thought the same thing when I was watching it. I wanted Joey to like stick up for Andy a little bit more. And I don't know why Joey didn't do more. I don't know. I mean, you can say that like, right, like anybody in the audience could have said something, but they're not the ones who are in front of a microphone. I don't know. Here's the thing. If it's if it's in the I guess this is a different situation because Joey and Andy really aren't friends, but we know Joey to be like a pretty moral person, I'd say. So like even if it was somebody I didn't know very well, but like that happened to them and I'm standing up there in front of a microphone, I'm you know, I'm saying something. So like I'm thinking back to the you know the episode with um the the all nighter where um Chris was blabbing about Pacey's past and at least right. Jen was like shut up Chris like stop it but okay but then the other thing is that like Joey literally did not know this like nobody knew this except for Pacey's I so, guess she's just shocked right but I it's, guess it's so but no like- I wish that she said something I wish that she did besides like you know her being very like corporate with her being like let's stick to the issues like I wanted her to like fight back for Andy I wish that she did especially because we know okay even though Joey and Andy aren't close we know Joey does not like Abby so at the Mm -hmm. very least you think that she would say something because she really dislikes Abby yeah so I I wish my girl Joey would have done a little bit more in that situation I totally agree Abby's like, hey, I just want to ascertain the truth for my safety of my fellow students. What a bitch. Yeah, Yeah, she's a bitch. Andy can't speak. She's crying. Everyone's looking at her. She runs off. um, And Pacey goes after her. Um, Yeah. And this is when he finds her in the girls room. Again, very cute. He knows she's in there. She's like perched up on a toilet. Um, He's like, listen, I read all about this in my book. Don't you worry. We'll handle it. Very cute. Yeah. Um, and we get a very interesting scene because I think like you have a feeling that it's going one way, right? Like they're talking about, oh, it's exactly six, 60 feet, six inches from pitching mound to home plate. Um, her brother taught her that uh, like she's worried that everybody's going to laugh at her. 
he says, oh, it's, I love this quote. Everyone comes from a dysfunctional family. It's the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that should be our tagline. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we have like, politics used to mean something. And I just wrote, girl, like if you only knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> it gets worse. Um yeah, get- she starts getting like a little rambly, right? She does. She basically like goes on and on about how she wants to be normal. That's all she ever wanted. Balance and order, order and balance. And like she seems to be calming down though, right? Like Pacey seems to be calming her down up until she like sees herself in the mirror. And she just goes like, oh, I'm a mess. I hate this. I'm a mess. I really hate this. And she throws the Clinton book and it shatters the mirror. I loved this. I like I was like, oh, um, I just dramatic. love the dramatic moments. Yeah. I really do. Um, So, you know, we start seeing like a picture painted of Andy being a little manic. And I'm I'm really trying to think about our past like scenes with Andy in previous right. episodes. Like we've always seen Andy being like a little high strung. Like she's a little neurotic. Absolutely. She's a little like a fast talker. And like I never perceived it as like this is some sort of personality disorder of sorts. I right. saw it as like this is just Andy. Like she's a, you know, a type A energetic, effervescent type of person. But this episode is teaching us, like, you know, there is some sort of, like, it's past the point of, like, I'm sad because my, you know, my brother passed away and my dad's missing. This episode is trying to tell us that there's something else wrong with Andy. and Right, there was something else there in the past, and we get an even deeper look into it when we get Andy and Jack together. Right. Which we don't often get. It's very rare that we see just the two of them in a scene. Right, yeah. So let's talk about... um, Shall we talk about that then, or do you want to? I think we should because okay. it, it, the timeline does follow that, and I think it makes sense to go there first because it would make more sense with the ending, the way it ends. Yeah. Um, so we see this is later on in the day. Andy is in the rocking chair in her room, and we see Jackman, and he is basically saying, "You know, it scares me to see you so upset. Uh, we all do what we have to do to hold it together to cope," and he. You can tell by the way he's talking to her that this is a conversation they've had before, I feel mm. like. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that is, like, a repetitive thing. Because he says, your highs and lows are becoming really intense lately. And he wants her to go back on her meds. Right. So this is something, like, she's taken in the past. She's taken yeah. meds in the past. We don't know what the meds are. Mm-hmm. But we know that they have something to do with her, quote-unquote, highs and lows. <sighs> I just, like... I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like this is the great, the best representation of showing that, like, Andy has, quote unquote, highs and lows. Because this day that Andy had would make anybody, like, yeah. really upset and want to be alone and act out a little, um, even if they didn't have, quote unquote, highs and lows, whatever, you know. Right, we don't have, like, a diagnosis yeah. or anything well, yet, so yeah. I, don't, I don't, yeah, I feel like just to put it all out there, it's not like the show has diagnosed her with anything, so obviously right. we're being very careful with how we were. So we'll just call it highs and lows. Yeah. There's, like, 
you know, this is not great evidence for me to believe that Andy needs medication for like for this. It's like, uh, like I just said, this is awful. Like this secret got revealed in school in front of the entire sophomore class. Yeah. She's embarrassed. She's shocked. Um, she feels attacked. And, you know, like, this is, you know, very upsetting. And yeah. I just, it makes like. Me, it just makes me think that, like, there must be other things happening at home that, like, we haven't seen. And that's why Jack, because uh-huh. Jack is his, her brother and she, he's supposedly around her a lot, although we haven't seen it much. Mm-hmm. Um maybe he like recognizes the signs before it's to the point where like you're saying like this type of stuff that has happened to Andy would make anybody get very upset but I think maybe maybe he knows her well enough to know okay normally her version of upset is not throwing a book at a mirror and instead like curling up in a ball and crying under the covers or something right he sees that that and obviously he wasn't there for that incident I gotta tell you sometimes when I'm really mad I throw shit one time I threw do. I threw a, t- a tissue box at a wall and I scuffed the wall. I mean, it's better than the thing that drives me crazy is when people throw their phones because it's like you might as well just chuck a computer out a window like that's so expensive. you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just yeah. saying like, I don't know. She's like, you know, one second you're laughing next you're crying. It's like life is freaking hard for Andy McPhee. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being an Andy no. apologist. Maybe I'm not opening up my eyes to past clues. Yeah. But well, this- like, here's the thing, too. I think that like it all depends like. I think mental health like and like the representation of mental health has also changed a lot as well. And so it could just be like this is a very like stereotypical image of potentially a mental health problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Or a disorder or however you want to word it. Um, Yeah. Or an illness, I guess. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's just this is the 90s version of a representation of that. I'm very curious to see. I mean, obviously, I know where things go, but. I'm curious to see how they progress with all of this um, going forward with Andy. Because this is, like you said, it's one incident, right? We've seen her be high strong. We have not seen her get to the point where she's throwing things uh, up until now. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, So, next day is the final speeches in the Mm -hmm. audio room. And I guess they have to, like, broadcast it. And, you know, Abby's first Abby and Chris are first and they're like do you really want these losers running the school mm-hmm. um and yada 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 Andy is there and Joey's like you know we could always walk out there's no harm in you know yeah quitting right or whatever um and Andy's like no I'm fine I can do it um so yeah so then it's Andy and Joey's turn. Abby's still being a snarky bitch. Andy goes up to the microphone and she freezes and she can't do it. So she she runs out. Yeah. And we have like uh, we have Chris and Chris and Abby. Chris is going to go celebrate. I'm going to go kiss some babes. And she's like, it's babies, you idiot. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, we get Pacey. I love Pacey's trickery here. Uh, He basically asks why she's slumming it as VP 
uh, when everybody knows she's the brains behind the operation. And he does this when he's pressing the microphone so it's on. So everybody hears Abby talking about using that walking penis for his popularity. Victory is so much sweeter when you stomp on people to get there. Um, love this from Pacey. Yeah. I'm going to rule this school and all you have um, and all those other halfwits are too stupid to stop me. Okay, Abby. Yeah. All right, Abby. A little <laughs> big for your britches there. But then Pacey congratulates. Ka- uh, what is his name? Kenny. Kenny. I can't ever remember it. Come um, on, Kenny. He congratulates him because he knows that he's going to win now because Abby's yeah. being a complete asshole. Yeah. So um, we also get a Joey and Jack moment. Yep. In all of this. Um, because. You know, after the debates, Joey goes up to Jack and apologizes for poking around the other day. And she's like, if I knew about your family, like, I wouldn't have been asking all these questions. And right, he's how like, how is she to know, really? How is she to know? And he's like, um, I'm looking for Andy. I'm not your sympathy. Yeah. Um, so he's like a little bit much here, a jerk. in my opinion. Yeah. He's, he's in his like, here's the thing. He's in his feels right now. He's going through something. Joey is like trying, like actively really trying to like push herself, insert herself in Jack's life. And he's just like, nope, this is a family issue. I don't need you. <sighs> yeah. Um, not feeling him, to be honest with you. He's like, my family's complicated. I'm not talking comfortable talking about it. But it's like, have you met Joey? So is <laughs> her. Exactly. She's like, Jack, don't push me away. I want to help. Yeah. I'm um, sorry, Jack. Didn't you know that this is the 90s and every family is dysfunctional? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. And he yells at her. So um, big jerk. Not feeling Jack this episode. He can go away. I mean, he does eventually apologize. So later on, he shows up and offers to walk Joey home. He apologized for acting like an ass. And you know what? Here's the thing. I do understand partially where he's coming from. He says, you know, my sister and my mom count on me to be the rock. I feel like he suffers from a few different things, right? He is quote unquote, and I know this is stupid and antiquated and obsolete and dumb, but He's quote unquote like the man of the house, right? His brother is dead. His dad isn't around. He's supposed to be that masculine figure of the household. So in my opinion, right, he's not supposed to show emotions. That's how, not that's not my opinion, but that is how I think he thinks. You know what I society, think? What? I think that your conclusion, I conclude that your conclusion <laughs> sucks. You don't, you disagree? Don't you think that he gets the societal pressure of like, having to not show emotions and be strong for everybody else? No, I think that he, that's probably how he feels. But I also think that Andy thinks that she is in control of the entire family. Oh, no. Andy, in my opinion, Andy deals with m- more than Jack in that she handles more of the day-to-day in their household. Yeah. But in Jack's but mind, he he's like... Oh, uh, in Jack's mind, he's like, well, I have to take care of my mom and my sister. And Andy's like, well, I have to take care of my mom and the household because Jack's not dealing with his feelings. So it's like some conflicting issues, some conflicting opinions over here. Yeah. And I think obviously everybody can be right here. Right. Like it's it's completely valid for both Andy and Jack to feel the way they're feeling. And I can't I mean, I don't envy Jack's position either. Right. Like his whole life is a secret. You know, she he doesn't feel like he has anybody he can really talk to about this because 
I think he thinks he needs to be the unemotional person here mm-hmm. because he has his mom who's going through all kinds of shit. He has Andy who is not only high strong and a control freak in a lot of ways, but she's also going through her own mental health problems or at least in his mind she is. Um, yeah, and I think Joey makes a great point here. I, I love this moment for Joey, even though I'm not a huge, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Joey and Jack, but I love the moment for at least what Joey says, right? Like she talks about when her mom was dying, she had a friend who was amazing. Sometimes they just sat for hours and when it was really bad, he would just hold my hand and that was all that she like needed. I love how she's like, I can't say the D word. I can't say the D (laughs) word. I had a friend, a quote unquote friend. And like, obviously Jack's like, okay, well, Joey only has one friend in this world and it's Dawson. Yeah. She's like, can't say the D word. Um, yeah, so, but this is nice. Like, it's like, um, yeah, so Dawson, so we actually get, like, a little bit of insight that Dawson was actually being very helpful while Joey's mom was passing away, and the fact that Dawson can be quiet is a miracle. Right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, how did you sit for hours and not talk? How did he not say the word Spielberg like 20 times? How how did he not talk about himself? How did he mm. not make it about him? Like, I... Impressive stuff from Very Dawson, impressive from Dawson. Yeah. So and then he, they, they hold hands. And not for nothing, but this was a romantic handhold because we had fingers laced. Hands mm, not cupped. Fingers full on lacing. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know how I'm feeling about Jack and Joey. I'm getting like some ick vibes from Jack. These like he hasn't done enough in these nine episodes for me to be like, I can get on board with Jack. His yeah. best episode was probably the episode where he first went to the art museum. And or when was, he like, punched Dawson. Or Dawson punched him. That was fun. That was, I mean, I, I don't know. The full moon was probably his best showing, actually. <laughs> no. Um, I think that he just really loves the full moon, and that's mm-hmm. his main passion in life. That's his personality trait. That he loves full the moon. full moon. <laughs> <laughs> and watching the weather, so, so stupid. I just feel like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think that the problem is... I think we love I, I feel like we can both say confidently we both love Andy at this as the, at this point right and I, I care that, for Andy like she's my little sister like I right. was very upset for her this episode I don't want to see Andy hurt like she's a delicate flower to me mm-hmm. like Andy's like not my BFF like Andy's like my Joey little sis is your BFF Joey's my BFF Andy's my little sis like Jack is like your third cousin who you like see on holiday. Uh, Jack, and- I don't even I don't, he's not invited <laughs> to Thanksgiving dinner. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is like I just feel like the problem is they're focusing a lot of our emotions and efforts into Andy and not Jack. So I, I do think at least at this point in the show, we don't care enough about Jack because we care mm-hmm. so much about Andy because that's the McPhee we've been focusing on. Right. Not so much Jack. Jack to me is a little milk toast at this point. Like, he just doesn't have enough personality for me right now. Yeah, I don't know about Jack. Like, they need to do a little bit. They need to do, where's that Dawson's Creek um, PR <laughs> department? They got to <laughs> do some double-double on Jack. Yes, fix him up a bit. Um, fix him up. Uh, so now we go back to Andy at home. Right. Um, she's looking a mess, been crying I don't even know what's going on with her. She's like going through it. Pacey calls her 
and she's like, I'm feeling better as she's sobbing into the yeah. phone, feeling much better. Um, she doesn't want to. We've all been there, though. She has like the, the got one of those thick headbands in her hair. Like we've mm-hmm. all been there. Yeah. <laughs> she he asks to hang out. We can we only hear Andy's audio, but we assume that he asks to see her. She says right. no. Um, because she just needs some alone time, but she'll be back to her old self tomorrow as she's opening a a bottle of some sort of unmarked medication, right? Um, that she takes. So she's, you know, she's taking some medication. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, this is a great episode. It was an excellent episode. I really loved pretty much. All of it have no complaint. Well, you know, I have some complaints, but I have. But like compared to no, everything's like good. No, my we only dips down a little bit in season two, but I feel like we we jumped right back up with this. Episode. Yeah, no, there's there's so many good episodes in season two. It's very very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I really did like this episode. So, yeah. um, I just you know, I gotta just say like we are. You know, we had a good time with Abby. I don't want to affiliate myself with her at this moment. <laughs> she, I don't. Understandable. I redact any pro Abby statements that I've mm-hmm. made previously. Don't bring them up when I run for president one day. <laughs> don't do it. Yes. It was a, it was a good episode, though. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Do we have any feedback we, to get into? We do. We do. Listen. Okay. Um, Dirtbag Kelly wrote to us. Um, by the way, great conversation with Dirtbag Kelly on the clubhouse. Um, in my walk bell with me room where I walk bell. Um, so <laughs> my dog, obviously, um, feel like Jen was giving off some weird vibes to Dawson this episode, but I guess that was sort of the point. I enjoy Dawson giving her the slip early in the episode to go to class. That cracked me up. Yep. Yeah, we love that. Same position. Okay, let's talk about Andy. Why does she think that Abby wouldn't bring up her family life? Like, she already swung low on Joey early in the episode, so I just don't get why Andy wouldn't sort of see it coming. Also, we get the bombshell that she's on meds, I paused to see what it was, but it was just numbers, no actual medication name. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't Jack actually Lidon. say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, great point. I mean, does Andy have any interaction with Abby up until this episode? I don't think so. No, and I think she is, to be honest, I think she's a little bit too preoccupied with probably her home life stuff to really know the ins and outs of everybody in the creek. She's new. She's, new. she's only hanging out with the creek creeps. So This she, is what happens when you only hang out with the creep que- creep creeps. Then yeah. you, you mess up because you don't know about all the other people. But yeah. it's like, you know, stay away. Stay away. Yeah, it happened to Jen. It happened to Andy. It's Yeah. Just the way it is. Abby sucked this episode, but it did have a solid burn go of going to the ice house for privacy. How does that place stay open? No one's ever there. Fair, fair for him to say. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Why do they need two staff members there when no one ever shows up? It is a hundred and ten percent a drug front. <sighs> We have talked about that before. Mr. Pot dot dot er. Mr. Pot dot dot er. Is, you know, the basement of the ice house is the pot house. Yep. I believe it. That is how it stays open. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shockingly so. That's why the lobsters are so high all the time. (laughs) Don't 
Don't uh, let the people oh know that gosh. I know. Good to see Kenny again. Does this mean he's class president? Walksman, Walkman's in the study hall. Yeah, yeah, we all we get to bring our Walkman's into the study hall. So ridiculous. Uh, I had a Walkman. Not the, not the didn't? tape kind, the CDs. Oh, that's a CD man. That's not a, C- that's a disc man. Disc man. Disc man. Uh, so I, I don't know. Walkman is, is the tapes. tapes. Uh, yes. I don't know if I had a Walkman. You didn't have a Walkman? I had a Walkman. I had yeah. like a Lion King uh, tape, cassette tape for, <gasps> their cassette tapes were a thing for any of you youngins listening to the, the podcast. They know. They know. Yeah. Uh Great work as always, ladies. P.S. is great getting to chat on the clubhouse. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Um, next up, we have Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Okay. Hey, Jess and Sarah. Firstly, I wanted to address the question from last week. Simple answer to your question is, you don't care about anyone else with Pacey. So this is my whole thing of like, how <laughs> am I possibly going to give a crap about any other relationship with Pacey besides from Andy and Pacey? I have right. a internal struggle. I know this is not going to last forever. It is hurtful. But Linda continues. Andy is his soulmate. Nobody is there for Pacey the way Andy is. Nobody supports him the way she does. I still refuse to accept Pacey will with anybody else except for Andy. And it's been decades. So (laughs) dot, dot, dot. I don't know. I don't know that I. Here's the thing. I won't say I disagree with Linda, but I'll be interested to see if if you can accept other options. I think you'll come on board. Yes. I don't want to. I think you'll come on board to other options. I do. I don't like that. I don't accept that negative energy in my life, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't like it. I don't trust it. Um, okay. Moving along to some thoughts about the election. Again, with Mr. Milo's complete incompetence. Oh, okay. So Mr. Oh, was Milo. Oh, counselor? Okay. So, okay. So Mr. Milo is who they TP'd. So, and he was the moderator so I guess maybe he was the I didn't catch that. I didn't recognize him, but that would make sense. And wow, he needs to be fired. Yeah, he needs to be fired immediately if oh that's the case. Um, so seriously, who hired this guy? Abby should have been <laughs> stopped after the convict's yes. daughter comment. Exactly what you said, Jessica. Instead, he just let her keep going, attacking Andy, revealing her private home life before finally stopping her. Lazy much? Yeah. I don't Linda, know. Linda, we completely agree. What is up with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Milo got what he deserved. Dawson did something good for once to peeing his house. Yep. Um, so freaking funny. Um... Pacey turning on the PA system to broadcast Abby equals chef's kiss. Yeah. I just did the little chef's kiss. I'm so Gen Z. I just did the little chef's kiss thing. That's a Gen Z thing. I've done that. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. Wait, which one am I? I'm not Gen Z, right? No, I'm a millennial. No. I don't know girl, how things You're work. old. Don't I'm you old forget. Shit. Yep. Don't you forget. Mm-hmm. Um... This is one of the episodes of Dawson's Creek that had the hugest impact on me. I still remember breaking down and sobbing at the scene at where Andy takes her medication. Back in the 90s, mental health wasn't really something that was talked about. My junior year of high school, I was placed 
in an inpatient psychiatric center for anorexia and depression. I had no idea what was wrong with me. I was placed on medication for anxiety and depression. I felt like a complete freak. The election first aired not long after I was discharged from the hospital. When I saw Andy taking her meds for mental health, I felt like the hugest weight was lifted. I wasn't alone. It was the first time I saw a popular character on TV dealing with mental illness. She was living a life and could get a guy like Pacey. Maybe there was hope for me yet. Andy McPhee is still my favorite TV character today. Oh my gosh. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Linda. I'm getting like a little emotional myself I really appreciate you sharing that yeah that was so nice of you to share with us I mean that's exactly what we were talking about how just like awareness of mental health and kind of depictions of mental health uh were very different back in the 90s and uh, Linda I would love to hear more from you if you're comfortable sharing in the future about you know future depictions of Andy and how they deal with with um the depiction of her um feel free to to always and of course if if you don't want it read on air obviously let us know as well I'm just super curious to hear your perspective on on how they depict Andy going forward especially um thank you so much for sharing that yeah, I really I really appreciate that. Um, I actually own a copy of the election script, which I got signed from Monica Keener when I met her. You throw the trash out. You don't vote in is one of her favorite Abby lines. Fun fact. So is Monica Keener? Is I that think that's Abby? That's yeah. Abby. Um, Abby, I mean, Linda, I don't know who Abby is, to be honest with you. I've never met her. Um, don't know her. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. That's really, really cool. Um, this week my notable '90s song is "Heart and Shoulder" by one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Heather Heather Nova, which played while Joey was comforting Jack and Jen was comforting Dawson. Yeah. Not only yep. was this song perfect for both of the scenes, it actually appears on Fel- the Felicity soundtrack as well. Does it get oh. more 90s than that? Thanks for putting up with my ramblings, Linda. Linda, you are spectacular. I am so appreciative that you write into us and let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate it. Do you know how much buzz we're getting about Felicity, Jess? So, like, literally everybody, like, talks to us about Felicity. And the funniest thing is neither one of us have seen Felicity. So that's something to keep in mind as a serious serious Mm -hmm. thing to keep in mind for the future. But once again, thank you, Linda. And thank thank you, you, Kelly. Um, I so appreciate your feedback. If anybody else... Um, wants to write in, give us your thoughts about Dawson's Creek. We get so excited when we hear from you guys. Um, you can email us at shit90spod at gmail.com. Yes. Wonderful. Um, fashion hour time. Yes. Fashion hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so as always, we have the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit and the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. The nominees for this week are um, Joey. Um, and this is the outfit that she shows up uh, to talk to Pacey and Andy about the election. The reason 
Honestly, like the numero uno reason I chose this outfit is this freaking hat. I don't know why. Like this hat to me was the most 90s thing I've seen Joey wear. It is like, it's not even a bucket hat. I don't even know what to call this hat. It's a it brown. like a little beanie, but with it's like, like a, a ridge. Beanie, but, yeah, it's a beanie, but with a ridge. And it's not like a normal beanie, I don't think. It's like very rounded. I mean, very like tight to her head. It's not loose at all. Um, and yeah, so then she, of course, she's also wearing like a brown shirt with some dark denim jeans. Um, and maybe it's like an olive shirt. It's kind of hard to tell. And then she has like this like older lady kind of sweater. It's almost like Southwestern <laughs> vibes because it's like beige on the bottom, has a little bit of like a pattern across the front and like a, like a very like burnt orange. This is like a sweater that you get in like Norway at like the little shops, the little <laughs> wool shops. It's yeah, itchy. Like, this sweater's this? itchy. Oh, it looks itchy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I like the beanie on on uh, on Joey. It's a vibe. You know that she didn't mm-hmm. wash her hair that day. <gasps> she yes, didn't have she's time. Like, Got to cover the greasy scalp. Yeah. on the hat goes. 100%. Yeah, I know that trick. I know the trick. But it's um, yeah. I mean, I like it. I think that I mean, I uh, the sweater's fine. She's wearing like some sort of like dark shirt and dark pants. Besides, mm-hmm. like it's a good outfit. Like the hat, I definitely know that hat. I think my mom had a purple version of that hat. <laughs> You know me. I'm like obsessed with the hat fashion, honestly. I just lo- I love a hat. You love a hat moment. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up, the the bitch herself, Abby Morgan. This is, I, I had so many things to choose from for Abby. I could have chosen. I almost chose the one from the PA uh, announcement situation. But I ended up going with her debate outfit simply because. My God, this was an outfit. She is wearing like a a black mini skirt with some heels. Um, she has on a like blue sweater that has this like faux fur brownish black around the collar. Um, crazy vampy '90s makeup. She has like a very dark lip, like a blue eyeshadow. Those eyebrows henny were just recently plucked the shit out of (laughs) um and she has like a very glittery makeup as well like very glittery eyeshadow and to top it all off we have not the teensy tiny butterfly clips we all remember ginormous (laughs) flower clips huge massive blue too one on each side huge flower clips yeah (laughs) um miss abby got nelly's uh Fashion wardrobe, for sure. Um, Never forget, Nelly. You think this is horrendous? I think this is fun. This is, once again, very Amber from Clueless vibes. Oh, it's like, it's very of the times. I I mean, I... I love the outfit. I think it's a lot of fun. I think these clips are ridiculous. This little fur <laughs> she's got me. going on. It Honestly, it's like this is her interpretation of like, what Jackie O wears like you know she looks she thinks she's, that she looks like, I'm a hot shit bitch she, exactly you know that she thinks that she's the it girl of the day yeah 100 mm-hmm. um all right and last but not least of course we have Andy here I had a few different outfits to choose from for any honestly this episode was like so many great outfits truly to choose from truly um but I chose the the same the debate outfit for Andy as well so she is wearing a like a plaid black and gray uh, mini skirt with 
black, very like opaque tights, uh, like a chunky ass heel. Like you remember those black platform chunky heels we all wore. They're like slip ons. Um, she is wearing a white button down shirt with a pale yellow sweater, um, like cardigan that has embroidered flowers on it. And the, the main reason I was like, all right, this one is the one I have to choose is because she has those little itty bitty heart clips that are mm. one on each side tucking her hair back mm-hmm. just a smidge which I feel like yeah. a lot of people did in the 90s yeah like this is very like schoolgirl, like oops yeah. I did it again vibes um almost um I think that she looks really cute in this outfit I mean it's not like fashion forward or innovative yeah. but I do I do like it um, typically I would give this award to Abby, but there's repercussions in this world. If you act <laughs> like a see you next Tuesday, you get punished. So in because of this, I am going to give it to Andy. All right. Look at you. Take that, Abby Morgan. Yeah, take that. Um, moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Um, first up, I put Jack here. Uh, this is the outfit we see him talking to. It's, it's the outfit we see Joey running up to him in, and it's the outfit he's wearing when he's talking to, to Andy. Um, he's wearing, like, kind of like a medium wash denim uh, jean with a sweater, uh, excuse me, a sweater, um, that has, like, a light blue on the bottom, then some white and black stripes across the front, a horizontal, and then, like, a darker blue on the top. Very, like, Calvin Klein-esque in my opinion. Mm. That's kind of like what it reminded me of. Yes, a simple Calvin. That is so. Um, Yeah, like this is like a good like guy outfit. We got some jeans. We got a sweater. Mm-hmm. Jack knows how to dress himself. Um, yeah, they looked good here. I was like, all right, I can get down with this outfit. It's nice. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Next up. I mean, everybody sees this coming, right? <laughs> like, if you didn't see this coming, where have you been? Um, It's the zaddy hour. We don't even need to call it the fashion hour. It is the zaddy hour. Mitch in the wet t-shirt contest. Uh, obviously, like a Levi dark denim jean, white t-shirt, wet, covered in dishwasher fluids. Uh, this is this is zaddy Mitch. What do you think? I mean, it speaks for itself, really. <laughs> Um, truly does. Yeah. I mean, why does one arm have to be pulled up? One one sleeve, I mean. You yeah, got I it's like got to yeah. show the bicep, got to pull up that one sleeve. Um I mean, got to take off the shirt, show yeah. the back muscles. Yeah. It it's it's clear. It's this look. is has look. to be in his contract without a doubt. <laughs> Got a strip. It's craziness. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have Jen, and this is the outfit she is wearing when she is attempting to get Dawson to steal that uh, crimson lipstick. Um, she is wearing a maxi dress. It is looks to be black. It could be like a navy color. A bit tough to tell. Um, and it is like a faux wrap dress. So I feel like it's it does nice things for her chest, in my opinion. Like it's very flattering. It's like a short sleeve. It's 
tight enough to the body without being like a complete body hugger. Um, I really, really like this outfit. And I actually think her hair doesn't look too bad. She doesn't have a ton of clips in it. She didn't just use a curling iron on it. So I like the way. Yeah. I also like her makeup as well. I think she has yeah. like a nice colored lipstick on as well. That crimson is doing it for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually really like this outfit on Jen. It's like this really pretty. I think it's navy. A really pretty navy yeah. maxi dress. I like it. I like it a lot. I think her hair looks good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I am buying into it. I do miss her old hair, but this is a great outfit for Jen. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Jen this week. Congrats, Jen uh, and Andy. You guys did it. Uh, we love to see the ladies sweep the fashion hour. Um, this was a great episode for fashion, honestly. There could have been like yeah. four other nominees. Like some Absolutely. episodes, it feels like we're struggling but this was not one of those times it was uh it was great I absolutely agree loved it loved this episode loved the fashion of this episode Mm. loved all the shocking moments it definitely had me reeling at times um yeah it's a good one yeah so many reactions I was you know typing to you throughout mm-hmm. the whole time um flipping out flipping out I love it when I'm just like totally spiraling when I watch I said um what 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 did I say I said <laughs> well, you were, whatever your moments were was the reason I watched it so early. yeah totally I well I said Abby you little fuck yeah that's what it that's what it oh my god with. she's so bad yeah um I was like, she's a a little bitch. This is really bad. And then you kept like, oh, my God, it got worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jessica got worse. Holy fuck. I gasped. It was crazy. Um, Um, So next episode, uh, season two, episode 10, high risk behavior. Oh, no. Um, Which, hold on. By the way, you didn't even give me props for guessing that Andy... um, Andy, you know, went up for class president. I did predict that. You did. You're getting really good with your predictions. I thought that she was going to win and she probably would have. But I don't know. Not this time. High high risk behavior, you Mm -hmm. say. I think that Dawson, the alien from a different planet, is continuing to learn from his regression counselor, how to be a teenager, <laughs> and they get into some real trouble this time. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Um, wonderful. And then maybe maybe in a few more episodes, we'll have you give us your updated rankings on your characters, because we're not quite at yeah. the halfway mark. After yet episode 11, I guess. Yes, yeah, I think that works. End of episode 11 is when we'll do it. Mm-hmm. This was wonderful. I love Dawson's Creek. I can't wait to talk about it again next week. Um, for those also listening to our uh, Boy Meets World content, we just finished our season two wrap up podcast. So we're taking a week off before we start season three. So just an FYI, if you are uh, looking out for that podcast, it'll be a week later than normal. Um, yeah. What else do we have coming up, Sarah, for the month of June? Month of June, we have two bonus podcasts scheduled right now. The first one being... A Lands Before Time with Lindsay Wilson. So we will be watching that and discussing. And then the second is Now and Then 
with Deidre from the PSR Discord, which is one of Jessica and I's favorite childhood movies. Um, we're really excited to cover both. Mm-hmm. And who knows what comes up? You know, yeah. who knows? You never know. We always say, oh, this is going to be an easy month. There's not going to be a ton, just the two bonus. And then we end up doing like five extra podcasts. You yep. really can't predict what we're going to do. No, <laughs> so yep, yep. You never know. That is um, true. And if you if you have suggestions for anything you want us to cover, you can always tweet at us or shoot us a message on Instagram or at shit90spod. Or obviously, you can always email us shit90spod at gmail.com. Uh, as always, you can also find me over on Community Building at Post Show Recaps, where I am rewatching Community with Josh Wiggler. Really fun times over there. So uh, give that a listen if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, I think that's everything. That's I think it. That's all we got today. That's all. This was great. I can't wait to do this again next week. Every week I get more and more excited to cover Dawson's Creek. It's such a freaking wild ride. It's such a great flashback show from the 90s. Like, it's so good. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, We will talk to you all next week. Bye, everybody. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows taught me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.